Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Joe Brand. Well, that game had a little bit of everything. A lot of physicality, a lot of speed, some very quality offense. The Chicago Blackhawks end their four-game losing skid, taking down a mighty Colorado Avalanche team here at the United Center. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight. And Taylor Radish joins us immediately here on the postgame show. Taylor, what a fun win. What a good win for this team. How much did Sunday's performance against Vancouver bleed into tonight's game? Because you guys were doing a lot of the same things. Yeah, that's the first thing we talked about today just uh, in the room. We finished that game hard. We Played uh, almost 50 good minutes of hockey there and just fell short to a really good team in Vancouver. And yeah, coming coming in today, we knew we'd uh, kind of play off that third period we had and kind of use that to, as momentum. And we had another good team coming in today, and I feel like we did a, a pretty good job of doing that. Taylor, we're going to head upstairs and bring in Troy Murray. Go ahead, Troy. Uh, Taylor, I know that uh, one of the focus coming into this game was puck management against a team that uh, excels on the transition on the rust. I thought the execution for you guys in this game w- was really good five-on-five, five, taking a little bit away from what Colorado does best. Yeah, they're a, a team that kind of uses that as their advantage. They're so fast, and they have some guys that can make you pay if you if you don't get pucks in and, and play hard on the lines and yeah, Luke was was honest for that, just to just to be ready and uh, win those battles, win those 50-50s, and get pucks out when needed, and uh, chip them in when we need to, and uh, get on the forecheck. So, I feel like we we kind of held them held them to pretty much nothing in those areas, and didn't give them uh, give them any much off the rush with uh, with turnovers. What is it when you guys play just better competition? It almost seems like you, you kind of play up to that competition. Yeah, it's uh, I don't even know what to say. I feel like we we beat some pretty good teams, and I don't know if we're kind of just I don't even want to say a little more ready with for for their talent they have, and it's it's obviously exciting every game. But maybe when you get a, some top guys coming in, it's it kind of gives you a little bit more jump. And um, yeah, we've handled it well. We got to try to balance it out with every game, and um, we'll be working towards that. Colin Blackwell comes into the game first game of the season, <laughs> long time between his starts. What was the impact for him in this game? I thought he was great. Yeah, he was awesome. He was kind of flying around everywhere and. He uh, looked like he's been playing all season. He didn't look rusty at all. He was he was physical and creating a lot, and he he brings a lot of energy into the room. So it was uh, I get to have a guy like that back, just a little fireball out there, and kind of giving it those boosts we need. And he was uh, like you said, I thought he was great too. So he was a, a big help for us. Did he have the the red face on the bench after some of the shifts? <laughs> uh, he said he was going to keep him short. I don't know how short he kept them. He was. Even I think he had like I just saw on the TV and this here watching he had like six hits or something and yeah. he uh, he played a played a lot of time on ice so it was uh, it's good for him and uh, yeah he looked like he didn't miss a beat so that was uh, I'm, I'm happy for him. Recently, Jason Dickinson was telling us when guys come up from Rockford and they they're ex- they're so excited to be here and they're ready to play the game. Kind of the same situation with with Colin Blackwell, so eager to finally take advantage of the opportunity. Was it a, a big lift today for you guys, knowing that that guy's running out there giving it his all? Yeah, even just seeing him kind of the last couple of months, just how hard he's been working and wanting to get back, and kind of been uh, it's been hard for him. And we we all were aware of his situation, and so it's it's him coming today with kind of that uh, positive energy and really fired up to play. Kind of 
kind of gave us a little more life and uh we, we noticed him for sure even even off the ice he was uh he was vocal and he was ready to go so i feel like he was a, a big help for, for us as well when you look at the the offense for the avs and the inexperience on the blue line for you guys looked like it could have been a, a big mismatch in this one but what do you what do you think about the inexperience and the way that these young guys have performed under some really tough times and some great teams coming in yeah it's it's not an easy task when you got guys like that lineup coming at you or a lot of the other teams too just sometimes we match up against top guys and it's obviously a challenge but i feel like they they're they're all pretty quick d pretty big d that can handle the physicality and skate out of trouble so they kind of limit them to nothing today and uh, they had their chances and peter was there we were kind of as a five-man unit kind of taking away plays and i feel like we did a pretty good job they got two power play goals and that was pretty much it and when we ran into trouble like you said peter was there and he's been uh, huge for us as well it's been a wild past couple of weeks for this team, losing guys, getting guys back, losing different guys. And then you guys start today's game, and Philip Kurashev's not there. Is it almost gotten to the point, well, all right, we've had to have this mentality for the last couple of games. Here we go again. Are you just kind of numb to it? Yeah, it's almost like a next man up thing. You kind of, I guess the injuries have been kind of crazy. We don't ever expect anything like that. But um, yeah, even with Kurashev today, that was a, a last-minute thing that kind of threw us for a shock. But, yeah, we had uh, – Gutman was ready to go, and uh, it was uh, nice to have him in the lineup. And I feel like it's just whoever's in, you got to be ready and play your game. And we all have a role at what we got to do, and um, whether it's offense, defense, or anything, we just got to be ready to go. And I feel like with with what we had today, we feel like we did a good job. And it's uh, it wasn't an easy easy team to do that against. This team has so much speed through the neutral zone and, and creates so many opportunities off the rush. How important was it in this game to have the, the, the tracking of the forwards back to help with the defense? Because I looked at some of the plays that McKinnon wanted to turn up there and backside pressure coming down, not allowing him time and space once he, he pushed the defense back there. How important was that in this game? And was it a big focus coming in? Yeah, it was a big focus. And I feel like we've tried to establish that more with in our team game, I feel like we got away from it for a bit, and um, yeah, every night we just got to be have our forwards back. It makes it easier on the D, and kind of makes it easier as a five-man unit breaking out. You got you got guys back, and you can kind of run your route. And tonight we did a really good job at that, and especially Dickie's line playing against them most of the night. They kind of did a really good job shutting them down and uh, taking his time and space away. And I feel like our our D did a good job with their gaps on him. He's not a he's when he's coming fast to you. It's not. It's not an easy test, so I feel like they, they did a good job there. And, um, yeah, as a whole group, we, we've been trying to get better at it, and I feel like it's something we can grow on and, and get better at too. What kind of effect has the crowd had on you guys the past couple of games? Yeah, it's awesome to see. We uh, appreciate it every night. It's, it's a lot of fun playing in this building, and it's, it's always special from warm-ups to, to, to right after the game. It's always loud, and I feel like um, when they're here supporting us, we're, we're ready to go, and we've had a pretty good, pretty good last couple weeks at home i'd say i don't know what the record is exactly but we've we've put together some wins and got some streaks going at home getting points and things like that and um yeah it's it's a huge momentum shift for us and we we really use them and we uh we definitely love it as a group connor bedard two assists in this one again six shots on goal is there a, a stage too big for this young kid no he's uh he's a special guy he's it's honestly pretty cool to see he creates so much and as everyone else sees, he's 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 an awesome awesome person away from the ice. So he's a he's something uh, something else. He's a, he's I love him. He's he's funny all around. And uh, yeah, watching him watching him out there, he doesn't doesn't take any task too too small or too big. He he goes out there and plays his game no matter who he's against. And he's uh, he's he's a special player.
Does funny. he have a good sorry, uh, Joe? Does he have a good sense of humor? Because we don't really see that side of him. Yeah, I've been driving to the rink with him. The <laughs> this because you guys so. are in the same building, right? Yeah, he's uh, yeah. he's I trying to open him up a bit more. He's uh, pretty dialed in with everything he does, and um, it's I almost joke around with how how serious he is at some point. <laughs> at sometimes he's he's wired hockey, and that's that's all he pretty much does. So it's. Uh, good for him he's he's so focused and so driven and um yeah i even learned some things off him so it's it's uh it's pretty cool to be around him all the time that's what i was gonna ask i mean what's that been like what have you picked his brain about yeah just even hockey stuff and i don't know for an 18 year old kid i've I've never played with a first overall pick i don't think but just the way he is even off the ice he's he's always doing something to to make himself better every day whether it's working out or or shooting pucks or things like that he's he's really really driven and focused and it's it's cool for a guy like me to see just being around him a lot and uh definitely trickles down to the rest of the team too they they notice it they see it and um it's just uh special how how he wants to get better every day at, at such a young age how important is it for you guys to to finish this off before the the holiday break with some consistency in the game that really hasn't been there this year? You've had great games and then you've you know you've kind of fallen off a little bit from the way you played the night before. To get into this holiday break on a roll, playing the way that you need to, how important is that? Yeah, we just got to kind of keep building momentum. We've like I said the last uh, couple of weeks at home, we've we've rallied some points, rallied some wins and um yeah, just to kind of build off today into into the next game and then one more game on the road before the break, we it'd be nice to to come out with some points, some wins and just to to build that before for the Christmas break and uh kind of get on that roll just to keep us going and and uh keep uh I guess cl- climbing the standings in the after the after the Christmas break. Yeah, Taylor, 3-2 and 1 in the last 6 home games and a chance to make it a winning homestand on Friday against Montreal. Yeah, it's, it'll be fun. Hopefully we get one. All right, Taylor, congratulations. Much-deserved win. Thanks very much for doing this. Yeah, thank you so much. Take that, care. That is Taylor Radish after the Hawks take down the Colorado Avalanche 3-2 to two here tonight from the United Center. Troy, this was, uh, I know I use this phrase often, but a, a team-friendly victory. Everybody pitching in tonight. I know that's what it's going to take for this team to pull out Ws, but just, just great to see consistency of the effort from the past couple of days because I know consistency has been hard to come by for this team but they did it against Vancouver and now they've done it against Colorado it'd be really nice to see them get three games across with the same type of effort yeah and you you know what is going to be interesting and I'd like to hear Jared uh, Bednar's comments on on the game his thoughts about how his team played in this one because I, I thought the Blackhawks just had a great effort you know, and and to listen to sometimes the opposition coach or when when our coach Luke Richardson talks, you know what his thoughts are of the game, like whether it was the opposition or their team didn't play well and the other team played well. I mean, I, I'd like to hear the comments from Jared Bednar about his thoughts in this game because I, I didn't think Colorado played a bad game. They, you know, they ended up with 37 shots. Peter Mrazek was excellent. There were so many great performances in this one, and maybe they say they should have deserved better, but. You know, I'd, I'd kind of like to hear that side of the equation, the other side of the of, of the uh, of the coin, to, to see what they thought about how they played in this one. And maybe they said, you know, maybe we weren't prepared and just not we didn't have our game. But I'd like to hear, you know, what what their side of the equation is in this one because I thought this was just a, a solid game. And and you and I, we've given credit where credit is due to the opposition yes. team and say, hey, listen, they executed, they got the job done, you know, good for them. Tip your hat. I, I look at this one and I, I tip the hat to the Blackhawks because I thought that they really played a strong game. They initiated a lot of the play. They only had two shots in the third period, but 
they played the right way. They played a hard game, as as Taylor Radish was just mentioning there, that they, they had the right mentality in this game, and they have a game plan that you walk into every game, and I thought they executed it extremely well in this one. No, I'm, I'm totally with you, Troy. And I, I was curious about that same thought after the first period because, again, the Hawks were pretty even with Colorado in five-on-five play. Uh, you're, uh, like I said earlier, you're not going to be able to shut them down completely, but if you're able to limit them, you can put yourself in a good spot, which they did, but they were still only tied up at two. So I'm curious. It doesn't look like Jared Bednar has talked yet. Jack Johnson quoted, uh, we just weren't very good, the former Hawks saying that. But, um, yeah, I, I think the main focus of this one is is the Hawks effort and frankly guys like Colin Blackwell and Lucas Reichel with huge games for themselves this year I feel like this is you you called it Lucas Reichel's best game of the year I think I'd have to agree um, just look like kind of a different player out there certainly for him it, it was the best game in a long time and, and that's great that that's great to see he's a he's a great young man and, and I know that he's been frustrated and you know, when I'm around the team, I, I I don't. It's not my job to go up and talk to them and you know whatever. But you know, just a little tap, a little you know fist bump every now and then to him when he he you know you knew that he was kind of struggling and with with his confidence here. And and, and tonight, I, I I just saw that all go away. I I just thought he was fluid in his motions out there. He he didn't look nervous with the puck. He looked confident with the puck. He was assertive when he he had plays that were there that he needed to make. He scored the goal, which is which is great. I thought him and Bedard, uh, you know, really worked well along with Donato, who's the the guy who, you know, gets a little bit dirty and and to the front of the net and works hard in the corners. I thought he was excellent. There's so many good things in this game. I thought the defense did an excellent. I thought Isaac Phillips was was really good in this game, and he was out there most of the night against uh, the McKinnon line. The goaltending was great. Colin Blackwell, I thought he infused a lot of energy into this game, and you know, guys like Nick Foligno, Dickinson, Taylor Radish, just you know, playing an experienced NHL game, and that's kind of what this team has been missing. Because even if you look at last year, most of the roster had NHL experience, and just to get a guy like Colin Blackwell back into the lineup, he's got NHL experience, and they, you know, they don't have a lot of that sprinkled out throughout the lineup, with with the loss of a lot of the players, the injuries. Uh, so on and so forth, but I, I really like the resolve of everybody in this game, and, and there is a lot of real good positives that you can look at and take out of this game moving forward. That's what this game reminded me of a lot tonight was last year. Obviously, Connor Bedard probably the biggest factor, but even if the Hawks didn't come away with a win tonight, I think you're still encouraged with how they performed against a good Colorado team, staying it until the end. So hopefully that can continue a trend for this team, which was a lot more consistent last season. Hopefully this is the role. And who knows, Troy, maybe we're going to get some players back on Friday that you know we haven't seen in a while that can really make an impact on this Hawks team. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with lineups uh, as far as who's in, who's out. But what I, what I liked at here also in this game is, is how they handled the one goal lead once yeah. you scored that power play goal you know there was a one nothing game here not too long ago same kind of thing where the other team is coming and it happens you know if the blackhawks are down by a goal you can feel the momentum you can feel what's going on here you're going to have to handle that surge and i thought the blackhawks defensively did an excellent job ranton had a wide open chance and that really was the only shot that kind of was uncontested in the last few minutes of, of this game and mrazic was excellent the the defense i thought was big they were they were mean around the, the front of the net area there, there was some physicality in this game and at the end there you could see that there was frustration on Colorado's part 
Um, and I just thought that the, the way that the team handled it and the young guys w- with the energy and everything that they brought, it was really impressed. Here, here. All right, Troy. Where? Fun night. That was that, that was a good one. And oh. what's what's that? Well, you said here, here, and I said where? <laughs> well, here, here. I said it twice. Yeah, he- where, here. where? You want me to say where, where twice? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we can do that. Or or there, there. <laughs> or there, there. Well, here, here. There was there was a very good game tonight. I'm I'm glad we we finally got to break down a just a positive, uplifting win for this team. And who knows? Maybe they can turn this into a winning road trip. Last home game of the before the Christmas holiday coming up on Friday. Yeah, the one thing that you're starting to see here, and, and um, you know, Jenna Rose talked to Ryan Donato about the fans. You, you talked about the energy in the building with uh, with Radish. Uh, I think that you know Luke Richardson, and it's something that you, you really have to do. You, you have to make this a tough place to play, and the fans understand when you're working hard. Even if you lose, they're going to appreciate the effort, and they're going to support you. You can't fool the fans here in Chicago. Yeah. And nobody in this building was fooled tonight. This was an honest, hard-working effort. And just in this last little homestand, you mentioned the six-game record that they've had here is 3-2-1. and one. They're starting to establish the way that they need to play here on home ice. And you may not win the games, but at least you're playing the style that you want to have. And in the long run, you'll get results out of that. I'm really impressed with the energy of the building here the last little while. Obviously, we've got some of the greatest fans in the game of hockey. Um, it's a festive season. You got a lot of uh, people home for the holidays, students back. So there's a lot of energy in the building. I, you have to make this a tough place to play. And I think, you know, if you're if the Avs and maybe you weren't very good, as Jack Johnson said, well, you know, that's your problem. But our problem, if you're the Blackhawks, is to set the tone here at the United Center and keep the fans energized in the game. Best fans and most engaged fans is what I always say. They, they know what's going on. They know how to respond, and they responded well for a good performance tonight. Yeah. All right, Troy. Well, great stuff here, here, and we will talk to you in a couple of nights. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, thank you. That is Troy Murray. He and John Weideman on the call tonight as the Hawks take down the Colorado Avalanche. Three to two. This was a fun win. A lot of positives to pull from. Uh, we will take your calls and text 312-981-7200. We do have to get to a break, though. I know Nick from Chicago has been hanging on the line, so we'll take a break. We'll come to Nick, and we'll take other thoughts that you have. 312-981-7200. After a Hawks win over Colorado, you're on 720 WGN. Here's Bedard to a loose puck in the end zone. Down the right wing. Put it in front. Reichel shoots. He scores! Lucas Reichel's third goal on the season. Set up perfectly by Connor Bedard, who drew everybody to his side of the ice and then fed the puck back to a wide-open Lucas Reichel. He beats Georgiev with a wrister, and we're tied at two. How about the fact that Connor Bedard did not have a goal tonight? But it was one of the more impressive games that he's played offensively. Maybe one of the just more impressive games overall. He was buzzing out there. Six shots on goal. He had two assists. He finishes a plus two. But the two feeds he had, the first one in Nikita Zaitsev, that ended up being a one-timer off the post that Ryan Donato swept in, and then the second one being the feed that you just heard John Wideman describe. Just things of beauty. His awareness continues to be maybe the most impressive thing about his game. It doesn't matter if he scores or he sets up a goal. 
he always seems to make the right decision. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight. We'll give Lucas Reichel our player with the most heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. I want to get to a call in just a moment, but a really quick a quote from Lucas Reichel from the dressing room. We're going to have Jack Heinrich back uh, shortly, and we'll get some sound. Looks like Lucas Reichel, Ryan Donato talked, but this one from Reichel. I didn't score for a while, and it was frustrating. Mentally, it was pretty tough. It makes it even better to score now and get the win. I feel like today was a good game, but it's only one game, and I've got lots of work to do. So cool to see Reichel have a monumental game this year for himself, but also cool to see him keep everything in a perspective as well. Nick is in Chicago, and he's been hanging on the line for quite some time. Thanks for your patience, Nick. You want to talk about Colin Blackwell, it looks like? Go ahead. You're on 720 WGN. Hey, Joe. Thanks a lot for taking my call. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I want to talk about Blackwell. I just want to talk about how impressive he was tonight. Uh, this is a guy who's been injured, battled some injuries, hasn't played a game in, what, 10 months? I think I saw on Twitter 295 days. Uh, the energy he brought to the team from start to finish tonight, I know Taylor talked about it when you guys interviewed him. Um, that big hit at the end of McKinnon really solidified the game. Um, just, yeah, if he can keep bringing that energy, maybe they can string it along a couple wins here. So really impressed with his play. Uh, and then I know you and Joe and uh, you and Troy and Joe, uh, Taylor already uh, talked about this, but definitely I would say Reichel's best game of the year. Hopefully we can get that, that monkey off the shoulder now and score a couple more. Um, and then my last comment is, pretty much about Connor. Um, the goals haven't really been there the last few games, but the assists are starting to rack up, and it's nice to see him kind of have more of a versatile game and not just, you know, obviously he's going to score. The goals will come. But he's creating so many offensive chances. Um, he's helping out Reichel tonight. Like I said, hopefully that will help his confidence a little bit. Uh, but from start to finish, a complete 60-minute effort, uh, one of the best games of the year for sure, and hopefully they can build, a, build on this and uh, get two points on Friday. All right. Hey, Nick, great call. Thank you very much for the thoughts, and uh, thanks for your patience as well. Again, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. Uh, We'll get to the next caller in just a moment. Just kind of want to run through Nick's points. Colin Blackwell looked phenomenal tonight. Six hits, as he mentioned, the big one against... Uh, McKinnon, and just just showing that he wasn't afraid, and he wasn't afraid to to be himself, to get physical, and to just throw himself into the game. And honestly, I thought he had a couple of really good looks shooting the puck in the first period. He is a really down to earth, easy to talk to dude. You really felt for him, and yeah, he hadn't played in a game since last February, so. All the setbacks he's had to deal with, it just makes it so much sweeter with what he was able to accomplish tonight. We mentioned it before, Reichel, I think, had his best game of the year tonight. And Connor Bedard, again, it's it's his awareness, his vision out on the ice to find the right pass. I'll even pull up on the first goal. He's coming down on the near side. He's fairly close to the net. And Nikita Zaitsev is just crossing over the blue line. Now, most of the time, I, I would honestly say maybe don't pass it. You know, shoot the puck, you're closer to the net. Why are you trying to create that that extra pass? But he knows how valuable it is to get Zaitsev the puck there. And frankly, I I don't have exactly how many goals. Hold on, let me check really quick. Nikita Zaitsev with, yeah, one goal this year. Uh, That was set up a lot like the one he nearly teed up tonight. I really think that that's just Bedard's awareness 
and intelligence out on the ice of who he's getting the puck to, when he's getting it to them, and how he's getting it to them. Uh, let's go to our buddy Devin from Payless Hills with a question about confidence. Go ahead, Devin. You're on 720 WGN. Hey, Joe. I uh, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but uh, it seems as the season progresses, Connor Bedard just seems to get more and more confident on the ice and just makes these fantastic plays. I don't know how he does it, but um, it seems like today that confidence kind of rubbed off on Lucas Reichel, uh, as you guys pointed out, and he played a phenomenal game, regardless of even if he scored a goal or not. He just It seemed like today was a different kind of Lucas Reichel that we've seen all season long. Do you think that this, this confidence that you know Bedard has had in himself uh, can kind of rub off on Lucas Reichel, and uh, maybe we can see him on the, this top line uh, more out through the season? Devin, thank you very much for the call. Again, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join. Yeah, I thought the chemistry with Bedard and Reichel tonight was very impressive and very exciting and just very good to see. I do think they just fed off each other a lot tonight, uh, but I, I think you got to give Reichel a lot of credit for putting himself in the right spots, for being more confident with the puck. Um, I, I also just wonder how much of a difference it makes with those two on the same line as Ryan Donato. I was kind of spitballing lines on Blackhawks Live the other day and just, you know, bring up the idea of, I don't know, Nick Foligno with Connor Bedard and Lucas Reichel or Jason Dickinson with those two guys. And, of course, there's pros and cons with everything. But it's just you get that hardworking effort and then you allow Bedard and Reichel to kind of be the offensive wizards that they are. And I even kind of posed it to Troy Murray, and he mentioned that, you know, Philip Kurishev does play a complete game, but I, I wonder what type of difference there was tonight. And I'll say, I mean, this is what Luke Richardson tip, typically does. He, he experiments with a line. Now, he was kind of forced to do that tonight with Kurishev being a, a late scratch due to an illness. But I, I'd be very surprised if he mixed up that line heading into Friday's game against the Montreal Canadiens because I feel like what you're, one of the main goals for you right now is to try and figure out Lucas Reichel. And uh, I think he took a giant step forward tonight, but it is just a temporary step forward, and they're definitely going to need him uh, to continue on that momentum. Quickly at the text line, a good win except for the end with the media questions. Do hockey players get fined for not talking to the media? Uh, not quite sure if that's our questions, Dexter and Bolingbrook, or not. I, I don't think hockey players get fined uh, for not talking to the media. The Hawks do a very good job of giving us basically whoever we ask for at any time. And uh, another big thanks to Taylor Radish for hopping by here on the post-game show to chat about this 3-2 win against the Colorado Avalanche. But um, the Hawks also have just been playing better here at home lately, as I Told Taylor Radish 3-2-1 over the last six games, but just more of a complete effort. And again, this is what you saw a lot from this team last year. For whatever reason, it hasn't been as consistent this year, but now you're starting to see it more often than not. I know how disastrous the Seattle game was, but now if you look at it, I mean, the Hawks' last eight games have been decent, if not great, performances. A win against Nashville, a win against Anaheim. Or, excuse me, a point against Nashville, a win against Anaheim, a win against St. Louis, a loss to Washington, but not a bad effort. And even what they showed up with in Edmonton wasn't that bad, considering how many players they were missing. One more call, and then we got to get to a break. It's Tom in Addison that wants to talk about the goaltending. Go ahead, Tom. You're on WGN. 
my call. I got my little guy sleeping in the back on the way home from the game. I think the play of the game was Mrazek coming on the net with that poke check. How about Hawks it? Started off slow in the first. Yeah, I mean, Hawks started off slow in the first period. It changed the entire crowd. It just it, uh, to me that was the play of the game. Changed the entire outcome of the game, and uh, I thought it was phenomenal. He, he played fantastic. Yeah, Peter Mrazek's been on some kind of roll. Thank you, Tom and Addison. Don't wake up your little guy. Um, but I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, actually, Tom kind of beat me to the punch because that is going to be our save of the game. But we got to get to a break. We're hopefully going to play some sound. Lucas Reichel, Ryan Donato, guys that were talking in the dressing room after the Hawks beat the Colorado Avalanche 3-2. to Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Sends a puck ahead, Dickinson over the ab line, right wing, fed the high slot, Phillips, he fires, and that's blocked back down ice. Here's Drouin to the puck in front of the Hawks. Yeah, but coming oh, out to nicely done. A great poke check by Morazic. He sends it down ice into the ab end. Boy, that was a foot race there between Drouin and Morazic. Morazic just got there in front of him. As Tom from Addison was echoing, that is our save of the game, which is sponsored by ComEd Financial Assistance Programs. Peter Morazic with another stellar night. He's been earning a lot more playing time as of late. And yes, I'm using the term earning, and I know a lot of you want to see a lot more of him rather than Arvid Sutterbloom, but I think with just how well he is playing lately, it just makes a lot of sense to keep throwing him out there and, and keep giving him the opportunity to uh, to keep that positive play rolling I also just think the decision making to come out there and do that to get the poke check to break up that play as Tom from Madison mentioned it set the tone but it also just shows what kind of zone Peter Mrazek is in right now he just he's making the right decisions he he knew right away it was going to be a foot race and he attacked it and he won it and it's that among with a lot of other things that he's doing. Let's also point out that he only coughed up two power play goals tonight. He coughed up no goals on five-on-five, and I want to take a quick look at the box score to see exactly how many saves he had on on five-on-five, and it's 29, 29 saves in five-on-five. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight, 312-981-7200 if you've got a thought. From the 708 area code, great win tonight, incredible energy in that building. What would you say are the goals for the Chicago Blackhawks for the remainder of the season moving forward? Um, What's funny is I I feel like we saw a lot of them tonight, and one one of them is consistency, a good performance against Vancouver on Sunday, a good performance tonight against a good Colorado team, a full 60-minute effort. Lucas Reichel figuring some things out. I mean, the only thing that would have put the cherry on top would have been if this was a great game by Arvid Sutterbloom. But can't take away what Peter Mrazek has done lately and what he did tonight. Um, and let's also point out the fact that so many guys provided that next-man-up mentality that's been so crucial and so necessary for this team as of late. Uh, we do want to get to some sound, so I'm going to jump to a break so that we have some time to hear from Colin Blackwell. Again, a big game for him. Sounds like he had a lot of good things to say. So we'll take one more break here from Colin Blackwell and then get you set up for the Blackhawks' next game on Friday. This is the Hawks Post Game Show, 720 WGN. Dustin Barron wins the Barron Brothers Battle of the Night with the overtime winner in Winnipeg, and the Canadians take it three to two. That's Dan Robertson of TSN, and the Montreal Canadiens come to town on Friday night. 
visiting the Blackhawks. Montreal currently 14-13-4 and four this year. And our next game preview is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. Friday's game will be the last game before the Christmas holiday. It's a 7.30 puck drop, just like tonight, which means a 7 o'clock pregame show here on 720 WGN. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show after an impressive 3-2 winner over the Colorado Avalanche. Colin Blackwell, his first game back since February of last season. He had six hits. He had three shots on goal. He looked great out there. Let's hear what he had to say. Not bad for... Uh... A guy that was basically playing men's league for the last month. Um, yeah, no, it felt pretty good. I uh, Obviously a lot of excitement, um, a lot of energy. Um, it's been a long time coming, and then, uh, you know, playing a team like that with kind of the best players in the world, and then all of a sudden I get stuck on a line. Uh, I shouldn't say stuck, but I, I played on a line. That, that was our job. I was, you know, throw yourself right into the mix early, and um, I think it was pretty good to kind of do it that way so there's no real thinking it was you had one job and go out there and and take care of it what does it mean to have luke put you out there with a one goal lead in the last minute and have that faith in you in your first game yeah no that's huge honestly i uh coming into today or whenever i was going to play i had no idea where i was kind of going to slot in i i've always known um you know what i've done in the past but at the same time i haven't played hockey in a calendar year so i was um (laughs) some guys have gotten hurt recently and uh maybe the opportunity came a little bit quicker and um you know sometimes it's good to get just thrown into the mix but obviously that means a a lot to me i've been putting in a lot of work just to be able to get to this point so to kind of have that faith from them just from um maybe they, they've been seeing me work hard but also um you know from last year too just uh, little things maybe you know it wasn't the best year statistically but i've always tried to pride myself in some of the defensive things and you know eventually if you do the right thing some other good things are going to come so i think that's the biggest part is getting trust from coaches but also teammates uh, as i just move forward here how charged, how charged up were you after that hit on mckinnon yeah i mean uh yeah, obviously he's you know best player in the world type of thing. I just I saw him and uh, you know it's just one of those games you're playing against him the whole night and um, just try to finish checks stuff like that. Um, uh, it was a big hit, but it's not like I was intending to, to do anything like that. Um, so to say charged up, I was just knowing that there is a minute and a half or so left in the game. Um, he was on his backhand uh, and the only play he really had was to kind of throw it down down the wall. So um, just trying to finish plays like that, knowing where my outs are and knowing that he was kind of alone. So. Um, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't really necessarily say it was charged up or anything along those lines, to be honest with you. Usually when you're down a guy on the ice, you try not to finish your checks and stuff. But, you know, they got so much speed, and I kind of learned as the game kind of went on, as if you just got a piece of some guys, especially guys like him that are always moving um, and, and creating that offense where it just seems like they're buzzing around, it kind of tries to slow things down a little bit. That's Colin Blackwell after a very impressive game, his first since this past February on the ice for the Hawks. From the 708 area code, so many stars tonight. Young defensemen looked like veterans. Blackwell's physicality made a huge difference. He filled in for Anderson like a charm. Rock'em, sock'em, hockey. Actually, that's a great point. That was Colin Blackwell that replaced Joey Anderson on the Felino-Dickinson-Anderson line. And he does kind of provide that I don't want to say the same type of play because they are two different players. Blackwell, I think, a little faster. Maybe Anderson, I would typically say a little more physical, but maybe not after tonight's game. Again, six hits for Colin Blackwell. But more importantly, just ready to play this game and ready to give it his all. And a guy that's kind of seemingly gone through hell over the past 10 months and totally took advantage of his return to the NHL level. Earlier, Troy Murray was wondering what things Jared Bednar had to say about losing to the Blackhawks tonight. Just taking a look at some quotes on Twitter. 
This is one from the Colorado head coach. The reality is we didn't score a five-on-five goal tonight. We had some good chances, didn't capitalize, and I still think we could have made it a lot harder on them defensively. And part of that was our mismanagement on the puck. Here's the, the, the really juicy quote, though. This is from Devon Taves. I think we got some guys who think they're playing well, and I think they're kidding themselves at this point. It's frustrating to play out there when you got guys that think they're playing well and they're doing things that you know you have no idea what play they're going to make. Tell you, there's some drama going on with the Colorado Avalanche right now. It wasn't too long ago that Mikko Rantanen was uh, calling out Arturi Lenkinen's dad for something he said to the media. Uh, over across the seas, and uh, I mean, Colorado missing their captain, and not, I know they didn't get off to exactly the type of start that they'd like to, but they're still 19-11-2 this year, so they're not like totally sluggish, but uh, I, listen, I understand with the Hawks, the year that they're having right now, when the Hawks are able to pull off a victory against a good team, that's going to hurt the other team, but that's exactly the type of mentality this Hawks team had last year, and we saw that a lot more, so hopefully now we will see that a lot more with this Hawks team, as again, they've been stringing together some solid performances over the last couple of weeks, and who knows, maybe they'll get somewhat back to a, a full roster after the Christmas holiday. Uh, two games before the Christmas break. Again, Montreal's in town on Friday. St. Louis is on the road on Saturday. And then the Hawks finish off the 2023 calendar year with three games, a home game against Winnipeg, and then two road games out in Dallas to finish off the month of December. But uh, a lot of chances for the Hawks to, to ride some momentum now and kind of right the ship that is this season. Blackhawks Hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. When you start with Sitco, you're good to go. United Airlines, your Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers. Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help we got back at the WGN Studios. Our production crew of Patrick Hennessy and Brendan Rook, they were led by the captain, Brett Jackson. Here at the United Center, our reporter was Jack Heinrich. Our Hall of Fame engineer was Paul Zerang. John Weidman had the play-by-play, and Troy Murray with the color. I'm Joe Brand. For everyone that I mentioned, again, a 3-2 winner for the Blackhawks over the Colorado Avalanche. David Jennings has your news next. After that, it's Raleigh James. Have a great rest of your Tuesday night, everybody. We'll talk to you on Thursday. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio, 720 WGN. Streaming on WGNRadio.com and smart devices everywhere.